Hello and welcome to Blockchain Gaming World, episode 78. I'm your host, John Jordan, and I've been waiting for this one for a long time, 78 episodes. Um, and I'm happy <laughs> this week to be talking to Rudy Koch from Mythical Games. So Mythical Games is the company behind the the much um, anticipated, at least by me, Blanco's block party. How's it going, Rudy? It's going great. Thanks for having me, John. Well, yes, good. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for 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 again a, a year now, a year now. But I'm, 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 me too. I mean, we've crossed paths so many times, and yet we have failed to to land it. So here we are together, finally, at long last. I'm going to contain myself for another few minutes because before we we head head into the world of Blancos, um, fun and exciting as that is, um, let's get a bit of a of a uh, view of of you. Um, Rudy, so you've been around in the games industry uh, for for a fairly long time, and, and I think got the blockchain bug, you know, probably earlier than me. Um, but l- l- can you give us like a, your your career in a nutshell, the game side, how the blockchain stuff came in, how it combined into this lovely synergy? Yeah, so I, I mean, I started my career out at uh, on a game called Club Penguin at Disney, which was back in the day a pioneer in free to play. Um, you know, I've, I've always been. Uh, attracted to sort of the or drawn to the the innovative edge of of the industry, um, and I really uh, enjoyed sort of pushing some of the boundaries around these you know the free to play economic paradigms, uh, which is now the standard in games. You know everybody's doing it, um, and so from there I went on to work on Call of Duty. I was at Activision for six years. I shipped five Call of Duty games. This was more uh, as a fan, just wanting to be part of a brand that I was really. Uh, um, really into. Um, and then from there, I went and worked on World of Warcraft for a couple of years. Um, I, again, as a fan of, of Blizzard and the stuff that they did, it was awesome being part of the World of Warcraft development team. Um, and then while I was at Blizzard, I stumbled into the crazy world of blockchain and all of those um, feelings of, of, of being back in the early days of free-to-play came rushing rushing in. And um, I, I, I got really excited about some of the paradigms that blockchain was um, was introducing, and so that that was the the beginning of Mythical. And and it was interesting that Mythical. Um, I mean, people coming from from various different directions. Obviously, Activision Blizzard is a fairly large company, um, but it seemed interesting that that that, that um, certainly you and and John Linden, um, who two of the two of the not the only ones, but two of the principal co-founders, but both were in Blizzard. Did you know each other at that point? Were this was a synergies there, or were you both coming to the same conclusions kind of independently? Yeah, you know, it's really funny. I mean, John, so John and I did work together uh, for a number of years at Call of Duty. We ran one of the studios, um, the Call of Duty studios at Activision. He was the studio head. And um, from there, uh, I went to Blizzard and worked on World of Warcraft. He went um, and sold one of his companies to to Niantic. And then around that time, I was looking at blockchain and the first person I thought to call was, was John. I thought if anyone's seen, because when you see, and you, I'm sure you experienced this, when you take a look at blockchain, you start to wrap your head around it. You're going, wow, is this real? You know, I had to do a gut check. And so I called John uh, and I said, Hey, are you seeing this? And he's like, let's talk. And so that's, that's how it all started. He was paying attention to it. I was paying attention to it. And you know, the timing just worked out great. And I would say, you know, the same goes for the rest of the team. And we have an incredible, incredibly stacked team that come from, um, you know, deep background in traditional games and 
I'm, I feel very fortunate to be working alongside all these people and the timing of everyone being available to jump on this has been amazing. And I think it is interesting that that mythical, particularly around the time you guys kind of announced and, and formed kind of 2018, you, you, you were by far and away the most experienced team in terms of having worked on, you know, <laughs> Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, um, some of these, some of these massive um, games, you know, to, you know, in, inventing kind of AAA as 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 a, as a kind of a, a status. Whereas, you know, even even now, while we have some more traditional games companies getting into blockchain, it's still, um, I, I think, a a kind of a you know, full of full of great enthusiasts, full of people really pushing boundaries, but not a lot of experienced people with certainly with experience of just finishing product and, and putting out high quality products. So I think that's why you guys have always been a, a bit of a kind of a, a poster child for, for where things are going. Before I'm going to hold hold back for another minute or so. I mean. Uh, have you been surprised how how slow the the traditional game space uh, and in some cases how um, kind of uh, anti blockchain uh, they've been, um, or is that you know is that just the way big big companies work? You know, I think um, I think it's it's yes, multifaceted. I think you know uh, the, I'm surprised quite honestly by how early we're in this space. You know, I, it, it, blockchain is still a very um, in many ways, I would say an experimental tech, you know, it's a very, um, you know, it's a very raw technology, you know, we went, went back in the day when, when mobile and app store became, um, uh, the, the big th- new thing, there was a lot of infrastructure already around it, a lot of support, you know, there was development portals and the, the Apple, um, developer program and, and the app store and all of this support to get in and for, 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 for people to, 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 build apps um, with with blockchain it's very raw I mean it's just a, a blockchain tech and the entire ecosystem is in the, we're in the middle of building all of that I mean when when we look at sort of when we got in the space and started to look at okay what kind of support is there you're used to going into sort of these mature development environments like the consoles for example where there's libraries and open source this and that to be able to tap into an infrastructure to be able to lean on there's really none of that we're at the beginning of it all um so i'm not surprised that there hasn't been a lot of uptake because there's just not a lot of support for big developers to get into and at the same time i think that's what we get excited about because we're we get we're in with our experience this early we get to be the ones to define that and start setting up that infrastructure and creating a path for bigger companies to come in good well, I can contain myself no longer. <laughs> Let's get on to Blanco. So, so um, kind of mythical when you announced, you kind of announced, uh, you know, the, the company, and and I think very shortly afterwards, if not at the same time, this game Blanco's Block Party, um, and and you know, you guys raised a lot of funding. You could have done anything you wanted. Um, tell us a bit about Blanco's Block Party and why that kind of did the vision. It's a very strong one. How that kind of coalesced for what you wanted to do in a game and particularly a blockchain game. Yeah, I so for us. We, we, we quickly, you know, as we were looking at the, the, the blockchain space, you know, as I mentioned already, it's, it's, it's very, it's been a very experimental space um, there, you know, it's not, it, it's still a lot of work to be done for it to be mass market and accessible by the millions of gamers that we're used to catering to. And so when we got in the space, what we wanted to do was bring in our sensibilities, our sensibilities as mass market uh, game developers with, with deep experience in building games that engage millions of players. Um, and so we wanted to look at blockchain through that lens. And in fact, that's a core piece of our sort of vision at Mythical is that, you know, we want to drive mass adoption of blockchain, but we do it by looking at blockchain through that lens of mass market games and what we know best. 
Um, and the thing that's great about our team is that with the experience we have, we can get to work right away and build that game that we envision, a game that appeals to mass market that has blockchain in it, um, that we can start introducing these new paradigms in a way that's digestible. And, um, you know, Blanco's was inspired by, you know, the vinyl toy industry. Uh, the reason we landed on that was because the, the paradigms that we were seeing in blockchain around collectability and scarcity, we were trying to find something that really fit that, that fit those paradigms or clicked really well with those paradigms. Um, and those paradigms are things that exist in the physical vinyl toy world. Um, and so we just felt like vinyl toys was a really great fit. And so what we wanted to do was build a mass market game. We got excited about some of the, uh, the experiences we could create with blockchain. And we wanted to create a mass market game where we could put those new experiences in front of a large audience. And it is interesting. I think, I think that was, um, when you announced that was people were doing different things with blockchain. I, th I think the kind of trend is, is moving much more, uh, has moved much more to having, having a, a, the core element being collectibles and then you do other things with them. Um, and, and that, that being important, but not as important as, as the fact you're creating this very kind of key vision around collectibles. So um, let's focus on the Blanco. So Blanco's are these little kind of vinyl, you know, they're dig digital, obviously they're online, uh, but they look like vinyl toys. Um, why, why are they, why do you think they have um, the ability to be able to kind of capture people's attention? Um, so vinyl toys, again, like I said, the, the, what we got excited about was just some of the paradigms in blockchain mirror the paradigms we see in the physical vinyl toy world. When we're building a game from the ground up to support, um, you know, collectability, player-to-player um, -player transactions, secondary markets, community-driven marketplaces, some of these things that we've seen blockchain do so well. Um, what we what we thought was that vinyl toy really vinyl toys really fit that because if you look at you know our our world and what we've created here, what we've done is we've created two silhouettes. You know, if you look at the designs, there's two different heads shapes that, that you can get. Um, and then we gave them out to artists. We've allowed, announced a bunch of collaborations with, with world famous vinyl toy artists. And we've given those silhouettes out to them and said, hey, you do your version of this. And what we've gotten back is an incredible variety of different styles and looks. And that was an important aspect of what we were, what we're trying to do here because what you think is cool is going to be different than what I think is cool. And perceived value is something that um, plays a big, is a big factor in what people decide to buy. So it was important to create something that had a large amount of variety or, or potential for variety. And it was important to build some, design something where there was a bit of a chase that I want to fill out a collection. I want to, you know, collect all the, all the, you know, designs from this artist or from that season or from, whatever, you know, this, this event, you know, and the vinyl toy concept allows us to lean into that. And that, and as a result, you know, we're building this world where, um, you know, these paradigms like community driven marketplaces, collectability of NFTs and the ability to be able to sell them to other people, um, is, 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 is something we're fostering from the ground up and we're able to do because there's just, we're able to offer such a wide variety of, of, of flavors. Mm. Now I am no expert, and when I say that, I am no expert in vinyl toys, and, and and thus have no idea who any of the artists are who are designing your toys. They have designed brilliant, uh, brilliant designs, so so I can kind of see the ones that I might you know be more interested in, in than others. But um, 
I I think um, you are keeping a lot of your powder dry on on this. Um, so so you're not just looking at vinyl toy designers. Is that right in the long term? I don't know how much you can say around this this sort of thing. I mean, we're starting out with vinyl toy designers. Um, you know, they've gotten in particular, they've become extremely excited about what we're doing. I mean, one of the things that smart contracts and blockchain allows us to do is to create rules around items when we tokenize items and, and create NFTs out of them, put them on the blockchain. We can set a, we can set rules around them. And um, the, some of those rules could be, hey, every time this artist's Blanco is sold, make sure the artist gets a cut, right? And that's really cool because if you think as an artist, you're going to sell something, uh, you sell it and you make your money in the physical world, you make your money, then that person who bought it, the value might go up and they might resell it, but you as the artist never see any, any, any upside to that. Whereas blockchain changes that. You can sell your item and if your art becomes super valuable, you're going to get a kickback every time it's resold over and over and over again. And so this has become like an incredibly exciting distribution model for, for artists, you know, then they're really excited to pile on. And it also fits really well with vinyl toys, you know, artists and vinyl toys just go to get, go together so well, but it doesn't end there. This is where we're starting to prove out the ecosystem. We believe brands, you know, we've seen a huge, um, uh, positive response from brands who want to, participate in this type of economy and who knows down the road you know we could be laying down the foundation to potentially open it up to to to, to players as well you know we think players are, are much more sophisticated today than when I, certainly when i was young and so you know giving them the tools to be able to participate too i think is really exciting but we're not you know we have no plans to do that in the near future but it's just something that we you know we get excited about thinking about down the road yeah i mean it seems to make sense and i guess going back to kind of trends um, it's always it's kind of interesting. Another kind of uh, blockchain kind of project, I suppose, um, user generated kind of kind of content uh, that's been around for a long time is the sandbox kind of uh, kind of ending up. It's launching. I mean, when these things actually launch, but kind of roughly on the same time frame as you guys. And it's interesting because they they've taken a I mean, it's a very different game in the sense that they're, they're, they're having, you know, bits of land that you own. So it's a bit more like a metaverse type type or hard metaverse, I suppose, and people owning bits of land and then people building things in there um, but they're again very focused on on, on ip and you know uh, they've just done a deal which seems odd with with the care bears you know i don't know whether you have care bear care bear blankers i suppose obviously technically i don't know whether it would fit right quite in the edgy nature of it but and we've seen like dr zeus doing a deal with with dapper labs to do dr zeus stuff and, and i think it's, it's been quite surprising recently how how open um brands you wouldn't think you know you wouldn't think care bears care bears are going to be innovating in the in the blockchain space <laughs> but, but there they are so yeah, I, I haven't heard. I have not heard that brand for many years. Yeah, <laughs> watching them at home on Sunday when I was a kid. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we, we we've kind of started to talk a bit about these kind of blancos, and, and we can kind of you know kind of get uh, get an idea. There's going to be you know these 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 scarce uh, scarce uh, individual kind of items. I mean, only so many of certain ones of them is going to be this kind of flexible element. Um, uh, but we haven't talked talk about the kind of game side of it. So, so how do you you have this kind of very strong vision of of, of a strong kind of visual um, look of, of of these characters? What game worlds do do they live in? So we've said it's, it's, it's user generated content, but um, the, the user generated content is 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 a is a big uh, is a, is a broad spectrum. So where do you where do you sit in terms of the the Minecraft Roblox? Um, yeah, little big planet. Um, so we you know we we what we wanted to do was imagine what what would a a world of vinyl toys look like you know that's really uh, and that's a fun that's a fun space to create in i mean our imaginations ran wild there and uh, you know we've created this incredible world 
Um, it's an open world multiplayer game. Uh, you run around uh, the world seeing other players and the cool NFTs that they've collected and the blankets that they have and accessories that they've collected. Um, and then there's three pillars to the game. The first one is being able to play mini games. So shooters, racers, collectors, um, game modes is, is, is something that we've announced already. Um, and you can play against your friends. You can play against the community, get together um, and compete. The second pillar is uh, build mode. So players will have the ability to uh, build custom levels and do all kinds of crazy mashups like you know, put a shooter and a racer together. So you have to race to a finish line, but you can also shoot each other or collect and shoot and collect and or put all three together. And, you know, games as a platform is a, is, is a big trend in games right now. You know, players are uh, spending an incredible amount of time in the digital world. And, you know, with games, as you mentioned, like Minecraft have sort of created this new generation of gamers who are, you know, very comfortable in games where you get an incredible amount of, um, control over customizing your experience. Uh, what I love about the whole concept too, of build, being able to build your own levels is that players we've seen in multiplayer games, um, they do things that we would have never expected. They create experiences we would have never expected or planned for. And what that allows is for a constant steady stream of, of new experiences uh, for players to come and engage with uh, that other players are creating for them. And so. Um, that is a really, I think, a really exciting piece of what we're doing with the game um, and one that I'm excited to see sort of what, how it plays out. And then the third pillar, uh, most important probably to blockchain, is the collectability piece. And that is everything um, that you acquire in an earning game is going to be tokenized on the blockchain so we can facilitate really interesting ec ec economies around it. So, um, excellent. So, um, one interesting thing, and it's not just, you know, the, the, you know, the mythical and Blancos were announced um, as as being blockchain projects, but 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 since then and even then, uh, the kind of the the kind of outward facing marketing around uh, what you guys are doing has been fairly light on the blockchain. I mean, you, your your job title I did check was, was VP Blockchain and Marketplace, so so at least someone there has has blockchain in their in their job title because uh, I know John uh, very rarely talks about blockchain when even when he's giving talks at blockchain conferences. <laughs> so so. Um, and I think one of the things that, that stood out um, that yeah there has been something something that you there's all, you always had there it's always kind of stood out when other games have, have potentially been a bit more kind of trying to sell themselves to something on blockchain you've always been always been that that's a technology we're using but it's not something we, we you know we want to go bigger than than the current market so so right. can, what can you what can you say about how how you're gonna uh, I guess onboarding is is a bit kind of cliched and, and, and tedious but um but. Ha it doesn't have to be that, that, that you know, obviously not creating a MetaMask wallet <laughs> to, to log in. But how are you thinking about, you know, basically some people are going to go, some people in the blockchain space are going to go, wow, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be blockchain. I'm going to own these things, you know, a few thousand yeah. of us. Um, but, the, but the you know, you're, you're, you're off after a few hundred thousand to a million. So um, how, how are you going to bridge that kind of um, divide where people are going to go, this is really cool. This stuff looks amazing. Um, but also there is this blockchain thing, which is, which is underpinning the whole game. So, I guess if they want to know about it, you want you want to kind of take them through the steps, but you don't want to kind of bash them over the head with with his his your his your twelve uh, word phrase you have to remember, or you lose all your stuff. The, yeah, there's I mean there's a couple of couple of uh, parts to, to to that question. I mean, first and foremost, we, we we get excited about the types of experiences that we can create with blockchain, and we well, that's what we want to talk about. That's why we talk about the experiences more than t t technology. It would be, uh, you know, it would be like you know you go to talk about the Call of Duty multiplayer experience and how great it is and all you do is talk about aws you know the mass market gamers are are, are 
probably going to tune you out. Um, so what we have to do is first build a game that mass market gamers are going to have fun with. Uh, and then we're going to have, and, and then what we want to do is talk about those experiences, talk about those um, new paradigms that we're introducing, the things that you can do uh, rather than the underlying technology. Uh, I'll also say that, you know, blockchain, as you know, as already mentioned, is quite raw, even still today, you know, some of the paradigms that you've, you, you've mentioned, like gas fees and private keys and wallets and all these things are very, very, uh, you know, unusual and quite complex, can be quite complex. And so, you know, games aren't an essential service. People don't have to play them. Uh, they play them because they're entertained, they have fun, um, and they get to experience something with their friends. And so if we're not nailing that part, and we're not keeping that in mind, um, then the technology under the hood doesn't really matter because your game, a technology is not going to make your game better uh, by itself. The game has to have legs on its own. And again, that's where we come from. That's where, uh, you know, Jamie, John and I, you know, come from and the rest of the team, you know, we come from that traditional mass market game uh, experience. And so we, our strength is let's build experiences that players can get excited about. Um, and then we, like you said, then we can start introducing them to these new concepts. Now I say new concepts, but some of them aren't actually new for games. Like I know the idea of buying and selling items and NFTs is something that's been like the focal point for blockchain, but that's not a new paradigm for games. People have been buying and selling digital items for decades. As far as the nineties, I was grinding out items in my favorite game and going and selling them for real money to other players. Um, and, and they were known as gray markets and, you know, they, as, as someone who worked on World of Warcraft, I got to see firsthand just how enormous those those gray markets were. And so what we see is that blockchain is actually a natural sort of evolutionary step. It's allowing us to do something that already happens, but much more efficiently and securely. And so I think it's not, you know, we don't, we were able to make that connection extremely quickly. You know, when, when I was uh, at Blizzard, and I saw blockchain and I saw what was going on. It was very easy to make that connection because a lot of these paradigms existed already. Um, and so for us, we think that, um, you know, we're, we're taking that approach of looking at blockchain through mass market lens and making sure that we're not sort of banging people, smashing people over the head with complex concepts. Uh, but at the same time, we think some of the experiences that blockchain allows are things that people are already doing, um, you know, so, we, I think it's going to be uh, an exciting thing to, to introduce. I think people will get it. Right. Having having just asked you that question, I'm now going to ask you a, te <laughs> a technical question about blockchain. Yeah. <laughs> just because I want to know, and I think probably probably you know the people listening to this podcast are, are, are not your your mass market people. They're probably <laughs> a fairly niche market. Um. So so it was all. Uh, I think when you first announced the game, it, you you said you were using the um the iOS uh, IO SDK. Um, there may have been some, you may have been some uh, evolved since then, but can you just talk, not in too much detail, but, but just give us an overview of how you've actually approached um, the kind of blockchain side of it? Because obviously what you're trying to do is you're trying to make it very clean and easy for people and 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 take away all the horrible, nasty uh, friction that we have at the moment, uh, but obviously still have a, a secure high throughput blockchain that's actually going to make sure the, the lovely NFTs are, are kept in the wallets and transferred when they should be. Absolutely. So we're, we're building on EOSIO. Um, we, you know, we, we, we struggled a lot with early on with the concepts around, uh, you know, gas fees and, and, and wallets and private keys. You know, the idea that if you lose your private key, you're losing your entire inventory. I thought, man, if I, if I were to, if that were to happen to me in a game, I would probably never play that game again. So, you know, we struggled with those concepts. How do we, how do we introduce those into the game? How do we introduce those to players? Um, and what we, what we found was that EOS 
IO allowed us to um, to uh, separate that a little bit. You know, they they allow you to delegate fees, so we don't have to push fees to the player. Instead, we can take those fees on, and the player doesn't have to worry about paying every time they want to make a move or transfer an item or do something in the game. And these were things that we saw as like huge barriers and huge friction in in, in the experimental games that we were seeing in blockchain and on, on Ethereum. So, you know, for us, EOS IO was the right step in terms of being able to build the type of experience we wanted to build. That's why we picked EOS IO. Um, we're building on a private chain to begin with because of the numbers that we're expecting to be hit with. Um, you know, we wanted something that we had control over scaling up, really important to maintain a great first impression for players coming in the door. Um, but we believe in public chains, we believe in true ownership, we believe in all of these concepts that blockchain is, is bringing and we intend to get there. Uh, we're already working on ways to get, you know, introduce these things more and more, but we're starting again from a place of like, how do we make sure that we, we win over the mass market first? Mm. Yeah, and it's uh, probably not doing exactly the same as you, but another uh, kind of a, a, an analogy is, is is Wax, which is using exactly the same um, EOS IO um, uh, custom blockchain. I think there's a public blockchain, I think, but um, but just the, the you know the, the onboarding on that on that on that chain is 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 just email password, very um, uh, very easy, and uh, so so kind of good from that point of view. Um, so uh, good, we've kind of covered a lot of a lot of stuff off, but now there's actually um, the reason we're, we're doing this uh, podcast now, <laughs> as opposed to a few months ago, is actually you're you're announcing stuff. So, um, what can you tell us about about kind of uh, stuff that's happening and and timeframes around the stuff that is happening? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, man, I mean, we we are so excited to get this game in front of players. I mean, we've been we've been working on it for so long. It was really important for us to get it right. You know, the responses that we got back from the community every time we showed something was so incredibly positive that we we felt the pressure of you know you've got to get this right we've got to make it a great game um and um you know even in sort of early announcements that we've seen this year in june um when we went out out the door with a new trailer you know we were amazed to see the mass market world and the crypto gamers come together in our discord and get excited about the same game wow what a cool thing so um it's been a long time coming we're really excited we've got but we're right around the corner from beta. We're about to announce our beta. Um, and next month, ahead of the beta, we're going to be launching Founders Packs um, for people to start building their NFT collection, start collecting items that they can then play in the beta. So it's coming. We're really excited. Mm -hmm. So so uh, that is October. We're just at the end of September now. Um, can you give any more detail about the found, Founders Packs? Um, it, will it be the kind of stuff we've seen, the, the kind of the um, designs we've seen out there, or will there be new stuff as well? Yeah, we haven't released uh, any detail on, on, on the specifics, but it's going to, you know, the Founders Packs will have um, a bunch of of the of, of, of Blancos and assets and things that you would need to, to, to get started and play the game. You know, you've, you've seen in our trailers the, the type of um, art and assets and, and artists that we've um, we've announced and shown. Uh, and so we're going to make sure we're making sure there's a there's a bunch of, you know, really compelling, exciting Founders Packs. Um, full of cool stuff that people will want to collect. And in terms of the beta, this this will be an open beta, is it? Is that correct? Or how how are you? There's obviously different ways of chopping up betas. Uh, to begin with, it's going to be Founders Packs going to get you into the beta. Um, so uh, and, it, and 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 Founders Packs will be uh, limited. Uh, a limited time will be available for a limited time, uh, but they do get get you into the beta. So uh, that will be the first step, and then from there, you know we. No details, but we will plan to open it up at some point. Okay, and and I, and I kind of I, I should 
just point out in our, in our remaining time, um, and you've all, also been kind of quite open about this, that, that, that you think Mythical is is a platform company. So although this is your first game, and I think you have also publicly said you have a at least one other title in development, that the, 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 the kind of vision is actually bigger than, than one single game. And, and, and I guess the idea is the, the, the kind of technology you're building, it's not just the, the block, the chain, you've had to build your own, effectively your whole, own NFT standard for the whole of EOS. And, 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 and I guess as we get moved to a kind of more fragment, or not more, as we move to a more, more kind of multi-chain or, or, or kind of a parachain type, type future, lots of interesting stuff will ha- ha- happen there. But I mean, how quickly uh, do, do you think that that, uh, that 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 kind of uh, future can start can happen and and these kind of building blocks that that you know companies like you have been struggling with over the last few years yeah i mean we, you know, can accelerate that change is that going to be another 5 years another 10 years or can it be quicker than no that? i think it's going to be a lot quicker i mean you know when we we've, we've been in the games industry you know the, our leadership has been in the games industry for a while we have incredible relationships in the industry uh, we've been able to get a lot of the, what we're doing in front of uh, companies out there and get, we're getting you know incredible amount of excitement about these kind of concepts um, and the fact that we're, again, as I've said, we've been in so early and being able to lay down the foundation and build the technology required to do these things, you know, that is a massive part of our business. And, you know, the beauty of it is that we get to build the first game to prove out the concept and show the world what is possible and a mass market game at that, not just a prototype or an experiment, um, but a mass market game that's going to be on PC and we're announcing a console soon as well, you know, so uh, we're showing how it's being done, and then we're using this Blancos as a real-world use case to actually build technology that is 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 um, meaningful and uh, based around these commercial large-scale uh, use cases. You mentioned NFT standard, DGoods is our NFT standard, uh, and it's a great example of that where we we created a, a standard that's specifically designed for mass market games uh, for the types of games that uh, and, and developers that we're talking mm. to. Excellent. That was a, a brilliant way to end. Um, it's been been as you as we've said a long wait. We've <laughs> been a long wait for yeah. blockchain, but I do kind of think, and I think this year has kind of proved, um, not particularly in the in the game space necessarily, but in in other spaces that 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 the you, we all kind of see where the vision in blockchain is going to be. I think you know I've always said I can't see how it, how it won't be in in all these games in ten years time. I can't say when it's going to happen, but I think when it does happen, you kind of it is that that. The, you know you can't tell how long the fuse is but when the, when the when the spark gets to the gets to the gunpowder it goes it goes pretty fast absolutely we believe we believe cool lovely thank you very much Rudy for your time i'm sure we shall uh, uh, get you back on again in in a few months time when 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 things have have, have exploded in a and gone yeah. to the moon or whatever metaphor <laughs> we're going to use i would love that yeah thanks for having me i mean it's great to finally connect and do this together Good, lovely, and uh, and thanks to you, um, listeners, for for, for listening. Um, every week, we are talking to the people who are building this this great new uh, part of the games business. This this new way to uh, build communities and, and and interact and and create value and share it around. So, um, hope you find it as fascinating as I do. That's why I do the podcast. If you have any comments, you can find me on Twitter at blockchain gmg. If you like the podcast, um, why don't, why don't you give us a review? Um, and if you haven't subscribed, um, please do. We're available through all the usual podcast channels and uh, and come back next week to see who we're talking to about blockchain games then thanks for listening oh forgot my thing got so excited <laughs>